0: On tonight's program, ladies and gentlemen, we have something that's gonna make you sick. Welcome, everyone, to another episode of the Four Stars Podcast. I'm your host, Hudson Forster, and we have an amazing guest featured on today, Alexa McAuliffe. She is from Texas Women's Rowing, the national championship crew, which we'll talk about uh, the whole thing with rowing news with why they were ranked ninth. I don't understand how that even happened, but it's all right. We'll, we'll get into that later. Um, but first off, I want to get a quick message from one of our sponsors, Zeno Mueller. Are you a passionate rower? make your rowing dreams come true rapidly improve your score and get recruited to your dream school elite coaching gets competitive advantage. Learn more at www.elite-rowing-coach.com and use code four stars, F O R S T A R S for a hundred dollars off on one of his training packages. Just you'll see the the promo code. You put my, you put that four stars code down there and you'll be able to get a hundred dollars off on one of your packages. Um, Zeno's a great guy. He's taught me a lot as a coach by Stu Gladstone. So you'll be able to get some great coaching on the ERG which will help you, uh, if you're in high school trying to get into college and you need a faster ERG. So thank you. But anyways, uh, yeah. So first of all, you know, Alexa, you're from Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, you started running at Cambridge Boat Club. You know, how did you get involved with that program? The first, first off, I know you did CrossFit, but
1: yeah, well, first, thanks for having me on. I'm excited to talk. Um, I got started, I got started in rowing or through CrossFit, but, um, I got started at Cambridge Boat Club kind of more through, like, word of mouth. I knew someone who was trying out to go be a part of the team uh, my senior year of high school. And for me, the, like, two options were Cambridge Boat Club or CRI. And CRI was like, I'm sure you know, like, it's a huge place. And rowing was still super new to me. And Cambridge was kind of opposite. Like, they were only allowing eight people on the team And in my head, I was thinking, okay, eight people, one coach versus like 50 people, one or two coaches that if I wanted to take growing seriously, and like, this is something that I wanted to pursue, that going to Cambridge would allow me to kind of get there faster in a way, um, because I would kind of have more attention and not that like, not in a bad way or, or, or to be like cocky about it, but I thought for me, like wanting to take this serious as a sport and potentially go to college for it, um, that going to Cambridge was kind of my best option.
0: Yeah, I mean it, it definitely, I mean, I think the biggest thing that we, we we see from a lot of athletes in high school is they want to be able to train at a really good place because it can teach you the fundamentals about the sport. Um sure. and then so like what type of things did you kind of like when you left CRI, what were some of the things that you told your coach or your teammate there that why would you you know
1: what I mean? Um. Well, the time that I so like I tried out for the team at CRI my junior spring ended up breaking my foot, so I never really rode too much there. Um. And then come fall when I was deciding between like Cambridge or CRI, uh, CRI was doing a kind of like a new head coach swap or whatever. The current head coach was leaving, and so a new head coach was coming in. Um. And I just. I don't know like there was part of me that didn't really want to get caught in like a new coach if that makes sense um and then i was just a little bit more drawn to going to cambridge for like the same reasons again Um uh, and it ended up being kind of funny like uh i raced in a fourth throughout like the whole time at cambridge we only raced three boats it was a pair a double and a four and uh the four that i raced in i raced with daisy mozzie manson i'm sure you've heard the name. Uh, who ended up rowing her fifth year at Texas, so that was pretty fun. To and me and Daisy kind of go way back, too. We played hockey together as well, but um,
0: yeah, that's insane. I mean, that name itself, Daisy Liam, is a long name, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But, anyways, uh, so first of all, so so you go to Texas, right? So, uh, if I, if my notes are correct, my notes are correct. Your Texas was your first official visit in the beginning of September yeah, uh, Texas. and you committed in the fall of twenty fifteen
1: yes, so Texas was my first official that I went on um and like you know when you know like there's just this feeling, and the whole time throughout my official you know, like just seeing this huge school, huge campus, meeting the team. Uh, meeting the people on the team the coaches and and all of that uh like there was just this feeling kind of in the air and I was like this is like I could see myself there and, and I felt at home without even have like having been there for what 24 hours um I think like the the coolest part about my official was meeting the people on the team and just hearing what they have to say about the current team and then where they want the team to be and like, speaking in, the, in a tense where it was, like, when I'm gone, I still want the team to be doing really well. Like, my goal for the team is to keep pushing, even when I'm not here, which I thought was really cool. And uh, when I got home and I was talking to my mom and my parents about it all, there was just, like, really no question. And I had, like, talked to other other schools and, and whatnot over the phone and, and exchanged a few emails. But yeah I just it was a kind of a crazy weird feeling um and I think what also like confirmed it for me too was there was a launch ride on your official and I was in the launch with Dave and I was sitting oh. behind him
2: yeah and, uh, <laughs>
1: and it's two eights it's like it was steady it was like a steady state practice but it's two eights 20k to the dam and back and uh I don't know if you've ever seen like Ladybird Lake but there's like so much to it. There's like a lot of a lot of greenery. And then wow. you head through the bridges into the city. And that reminded me of Boston, like of home and like rowing on the Charles. And immediately, like, I was like, oh, like, okay, like this kind of feels like home, you know, like rowing into the city, like it's so green and like all of that. And then just hearing the team in both boats and like hearing both boats just like yeah yeah texas like whoa, like the hype around it all i was like dang like i want to be a part of that like put me in already you know like i'm ready to go um so i think that's kind of like what sealed the deal just seeing the way that they treat each other like regardless if one boat was winning or the other po- like boat beat them like the second they finished Pete they're like yeah texas and i was like That's cool. Like, that's cool that they can be so competitive with each other and, like, dogfight it out. But then the second that the piece is over or the erg or whatever it is, like, they're high-fiving and they're proud
0: of what each other did, too. I think that – does that fall into the Texas teammate kind of of protocol kind of thing?
1: Yeah, a little bit. It definitely has to do with the team culture, you know. Um, I think the really cool thing that Texas does is – the culture is built off of being a good teammate or being a Texas teammate, what we call it. And really all that is, is just like being a good person. You know, like if you can be the best version of yourself and treat other people how you want to be treated, like you have this culture that's so cool and so unique because everyone's kind of allowed to, be their own person. You know, like it's not like, Oh, fit this certain mold, be this certain height, have this certain hair color, act this certain way, talk like this. No, like it's just be a good person. And ultimately that, that I think that allows people to flourish into like the best version of themselves. Cause they don't have to fit a certain way. And through that, like you get this really cool team vibe and like, where like I there's so many moments I can talk about, but like my some of my favorites are Black Friday practice. I'm sure. I don't know if you've heard about Black Fridays, but
0: I saw a video that Texas posted of everyone in the erg room which wearing all black.
1: Yes. That was so tough. Friday is Black Friday. And okay. uh normally it's like a tough erg workout. Sometimes it's not, but normally it's a tough erg workout. And you know, like the top eight on the erg sit in the front row and the second top eight sit in the second and so on. But like when Dave walks in and writes a workout on the board, you know, like you're all like, oh shit. All right. Like, here we go. Like, this is going to be hard, but like, this is going to be fun and you all have to row together. You know, like there's no individual stroke rates, no rowing by yourself. Like, no, no, no. It's like one big stroke through the whole room. And I think also like the energy that produces too is crazy. Like when you can hear the fan just all at once. But
0: I saw. Um, that. I don't even yeah. I, I, I want to get here. To no, I want to hear your next thought. But I, I want to catch on something because I saw this too with Oxford Brooks. They did the same exact thing. Everyone's going up to the cat at the same exact time, and you know everyone has different. You know they can pull up the, the you know the handle a little harder than some people. So you might it might get to the chest a little differently at times, but still like the sound yeah. the energy you can just hear and it just illuminates throughout the entire room and that's a kind of when i saw it i was like damn that's that's awesome
1: yeah and the, i think the cool thing about that too is you know like when you're on the erg they can't affect how fast or hard you go you know like you're the only one in control of that but when you do it together like that there's some sense of like team still you know like it's not just me on this erg like it's all eight of us all 16 all 24 however many people are in the room um which I think is also just it's cool but but there'll be times where like you're going as hard as you can in the 22 and you'll be like stroke for stroke with the person next to you like there is one year um where it was me Joe Renly Margaret Dale And like we call ourselves like the big three, but we always sat next to each other in the front row and we would be like point one off each other, like 10 meters off each other, eight meters off each other each time. And it was never like a I hate you type vibe, you know, like how sometimes you can kind of create that where it's like you start to dislike the other person because they're so good.
0: Yeah, a little and
1: more of like it was more fun than anything. Like, and it just made it even more fun throughout the years, you know, like and I think that's also like what makes the team so fast is that you can have this really cool, healthy, competitive environment where people want to go really, really fast, but they also want you to go really, really fast and the person next to them to go really, really fast. And like when you finish, uh Something that like I would tell myself too, to like also be proud of my own effort is like you can only control how fast you go, and the second you start comparing how fast I go to how fast they go, and like if they go faster than me, there'd be times where I'd think my score isn't good enough because they went faster. But it's like no, no, no. Like you gave it your all. You got to really like you did what you could, and it was, it was good. Like be proud for them too, and then also be proud
0: for yourself. Well, first of all that's great but everyone that's at texas is good (laughs) yeah they're fast yeah Well, i mean it's like at the end of the day like maybe it's not insane but it's still pretty freaking top tier so at the end of the day you know it's texas it's cool
1: and and, uh, like even the last year's team you know like last year was the first year that i wasn't on the team anymore and uh like there's we have a a group chat of just people who've graduated and whatnot but uh talking about the times of the team is crazy like how how fast and, the team has and, gotten and, just on the erg in the last five years like from my freshman year up until now like it's insane and it's really cool
0: if you could give an estimate to the people of how fast texas is like varsity 8 or like even the 2v8 and we'll get into you know how the team categorizes those those two you know both boats but how how fast could we talking about
1: like ergwise
0: well yeah i mean the times are already out there in the universe but like ergwise is a little you know a little, a little secret
1: oh oh you want me to give away some secrets
0: well i mean it's the podcast
1: you can't, i mean <laughs> come
0: on something
1: um let's just say uh the majority of people that compete at NCAA's for Texas are. Yeah, I don't know if Dave's gonna kill me. <laughs>
0: okay, well here's the thing: you can't you can't shy away from facts. Okay, You're right.
1: You're right, okay, that's true. The majority of Texas's like top con- NCAA contenders are sub seven.
0: That's crazy. I mean. It's the truth, though. I mean, you're at one of the best rowing schools in the world. Saw rowing news, but you're wrong. Okay, <laughs> like it's. Yeah, the but, truth, I mean, though. a
1: lot. There, yeah, there's. I think there's a lot to be said about the rowing news thing, but at the same time, it's like, whatever. You want to rank Texas ninth, that's fine. You know, I did comment. I said, "LOL." Hmm. I just think it's. Kinda, I commented, too. <laughs> yeah, I know. I saw your comment, yeah. but uh, I was like, really ninth, like. I just – I thought it was a little, like, of a dig a little bit. You know, like, I get it. They're ranking, like, programs in terms of, like, men's, women's, and, like, lightweight and all that. But I really think, like, what, are you taking points away from us because we don't have a men's or a lightweight team? Like, I don't think that's very fair.
0: That's not even your guys' fault. That's that's the athletic department. That's all –
1: like, right? It has nothing to do with – yeah. And it's just – I don't know. I just kind of thought it was a little bullshit, but –
0: I'm, I just want to see who gets first and second. I want
1: to know what the algorithm, this crazy algorithm that they created is. Because it just, like, if you look at it all, like, let me pull it up. Like, I was kind of just... You know, sometimes when you look at things, you're like, oh, okay, I can see how they how they thought that.
0: No reason why Washington should be in front of Texas.
1: I mean, <laughs> historically, they're a great program. Historically,
0: historically yeah, but We're talking about 2022. Five, but... Yeah.
1: Like Syracuse being in seven up for debate. Brown being in fifth. Yeah, I, I know.
0: don't know. Like, I,
1: and I and I not to say these programs aren't good or anything. Exactly. It's just that, like, I don't know. First glance, none of it makes sense.
0: No, so, I I think if Texas, you want
1: to rank us ninth, whatever. We'll just like I'm sure that Texas will show them they are not ninth.
0: Oh no, for sure. Uh, that's only gonna be fuel, you know, powered to the to the uh to the engine as we see it. But I think definitely a lot higher. I would have loved to see Texas, but it is what it is, I guess. I'll, I'm I'm making my own rankings.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'm making
0: my own four stars podcast rankings. Let me just tell you, none yeah. of that. It's gonna be the same weight as it is now, as its growing news it is. So
1: it is funny to like look at the comments though and see like all of the people like in all the things. It's just it's cool to also see that that Texas is has some respect out there as well within the like in the comment section you know like people aren't like yeah you deserve to be ninth it's like no wait what if like what are you doing <laughs> but
2: yeah
0: whatever.
1: it is what it is who cares it's
0: it, it pisses me all... off though because of the amount of Family. work that you all put into you know the, the the whole entire time that you were there and then the rise of this program just yeah, for me.
1: sure. I think it like yeah. discredits us, but I don't think it takes away from it whatsoever.
0: Not at like, all. Not at all. Not yeah. At all. If
1: you want to rank me ninth? that's fine, but it's not gonna have any effect on the like the work that we've done and the work that we've put in and and the titles that we've earned. Like we're very well aware of what we're capable of, and it's not
2: ninth,
0: but yeah, you're right. So that's <laughs> that's crazy. Sub seven. Okay, so if you're out there and you're a high school student, athlete, and you want to be a Texas. Um, now, would you say everyone that gets recruited to Texas has to be sub seven? No. No. Okay. I think,
1: I think the really cool thing about going from high school to the college level is that like, there's so much room to grow, like growing at the high school level versus growing at college is kind of two different worlds in a way. And there's a lot of adjustment, a lot of adapting to be doing like the volume that you do in college is. Ten times the amount that you do as a high schooler so like when I came in my freshman year I think I dropped like 15 16 seconds
0: so like that's crazy
1: so you have like there's that's the cool thing like you just you can conquer and crush goals that as a high schooler you might not think is possible but then you get to college and you realize like holy shit these girls are really fast but if you put in the work and you put in the effort, like there's no way that you can't be one of them too. you know, like they all come in just like you being like, oh, my God, like everyone's so fast and so good. But just, you, you know, everyone does the same practice. So take each practice and give it give it your all and you'll be right up there with them.
0: How does Coach Dave and the coaching staff help you know transition the athletes from high school, at graduating high school, freshman year? Think about your freshman year, and then you know how the how he introduces the erg volume, the water, volume, everything about like actual the rowing side of of, of you know being an athlete, a student. Yeah.
1: So over the years, like like our falls have looked a little different here and there, um, but for the most part, there's no like we don't. There's no like babying or anything like that. Like you just jump right in feet first. Um, Of course, like to the beginning of the fall, like you're not in 20 hour weeks, so it's not super crazy anyways. So it's kind of a little bit, you get a little bit of an adjustment phase there because it's eight hour weeks. So you have a little bit more time to kind of see what it's about before you completely see what it's about, you know? Uh, So I think there's, that would, I would say is kind of your adjustment phase into learning the volume but it's definitely not right away packed on top of yeah. you uh there's a little bit of like a gradual overload
0: how many times do you think you're putting in an earner ur- 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 section a week uh maybe Well, not now but like when you're yeah. in.
1: Parents. um i think we are ur- probably like eh, two to three times a week depending on the wa- like the weather too in the fall, we definitely erg a little bit longer on the on the longer side. But uh, we do a ton of minutes, or we started to do a lot more minutes on the bike. Um, and a lot, the cool thing about Austin, too, like the really nice benefit of it all is that the weather never gets too, too cold. So there's not really a time that we're not on the water.
0: In Boston, though, you're on the erg a lot of the time, though.
1: Yeah, Boston's different. Luckily, I never really did like a a winter training in Boston. I played hockey all the way through my senior year, so during yeah. the winter I played hockey instead of set of erg. But
0: lucky, <laughs> uh, yeah, that's crazy. But I think that's what you know really speak, it speaks speaks volume about the team. And then you know the progression that we saw we that you saw when you first started there. You know, uh, Gia Dunan was your teammate. Uh, how was her role in the team impactful and her leadership skills as well?
1: Yeah, I mean, I I my freshman year, yeah, Gia was a senior. And I credit like a lot of my growing up in Texas to Gia too, you know. I think super grateful to have her as a teammate, as a leader, and as a friend. But she was somebody who like really instilled the Texas culture and like what it means to be a Texas teammate and what it means to be a part of Texas and, and kind of like show you the ropes in a way of like, yeah, maybe we're here right now and this is what the world thinks of us, but like, this is not who we are. And we're going to show everybody who we are and it, maybe it doesn't happen this year, but it's going to happen. And so I think like coming in as a freshman and having somebody like that, who is just so all in like there's no choice but to be all in, you know, and, uh, you know, she just came off of 123 worlds coming into that year. So like super respect- respected athlete. And I think as a freshman for me, it was just like learn, you know, like learn from her, learn like what she has to say, watch what she what she does um, and just kind of like embrace being a part of the team. And I think as when you're a freshman too, like there's so much to learn and everything is still so new, but like, don't be afraid to ask questions or like jump in and like immerse yourself.
0: I can't agree with you anymore. I mean, that's the truth. Uh, If you don't fully put yourself in situations that like, if you want to improve, it's not going to go your way. You got to be able to put yourself in situations that you you are ready to take the next step in your training, take the next step in your 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 ability to you know be a top tier athlete. Uh, the best way I can say it is you know how you show up to practice. Um, if you're actually you know sluggish, you walk there, your heads down, you're not on time, or at least you're not early. You know it's it's it shows a lot about who you are. You know, yeah. I mean, a coach from Alabama put out something. She said like. How to how you people, how coaches identify committed athletes. And one of the things was, you know, how they present themselves. Uh, you know, any any tips from athletes in high school that are, you know, looking to make like, you know, demonstrate that they're a committed athlete, like anything that you've personally seen of any examples from teammates or yourself that you you know feel like really matured?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think a like a great piece of advice that I've been given is like, or things that I kind of think about like one is how you do anything is how you do everything you know so like if you show up and you like of course there are days that you're gonna feel like shit or you're low energy or just like oh you know like of course there are those days but on those days too like there's still an expectation and actually john graves said this to us once that i really really liked and i i'm i'm probably gonna butcher it or not get it 100 percent right but he was like even on your like, how you do on your worst days are what make the best days better. Something like that. Like, when you show up and it's like your hardest day, you're not, you're sore, you're tired, you don't feel good. Like, if you can give it a hundred percent of that energy that you have, like the days that you do feel a hundred percent are just going to be that much better. So, like, those are just little things that I think of too. And, and don't be afraid, you know, like there's going to be situations that you come into where you're like, Feel either a lot of pressure or like maybe a little uncomfortable because it's new um but kind of trust yourself and like don't don't let fear scare you away from trying and I think like even you can apply that to the erg or you can apply it to the water like something I say is why not me you know like why not like why not try like if I fail then I fail but like there's so much to learn from failure too and it's like Okay, if you go out too hot on a piece, like, what did you learn? You went out too hot. Like, maybe don't go out too hot next time and then, like, plan it a little bit better and maybe start going out a little more hot in the middle so you finish stronger. You know, like, I think sometimes, like, you have to make the mistakes to learn or you have to try to fail, and failing is not a bad thing. And, and like, sometimes you don't fail. Sometimes you succeed, and you're like, holy shit, like, I'm capable of more than I think.
0: Surprise yourself. Yeah. Sometimes you got to surprise yourself this morning. I'm not saying this is talk to your athlete kind of stuff. It's kind of the usual, but you know, I did when I went on a run and I sprinted the entire block and I'm telling you, it was a long block. It wasn't like a typical average, you know, suburb block. It was a block, block and a half. And I yeah. just did the entire thing. And I felt like so proud of myself. You know, I felt like I was going to pass out a little bit. I'm a little out of shape. not going to lie. But, uh, yeah, yeah it, it was, it was a good, it was a good run. You know, and I felt happy. I was like, all right, I can push myself. I'm trying to lose some weight, you know? next I'm gonna, i to you know, lose some coxswain weight a little bit. So had a little too much for the holidays. So anyways, but, um, you know, talking about your coxswains at Texas, um, yeah. you know, how impactful were they to their, to your experience there?
1: Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I, the, I think coxswains play a huge role in rowing, like without them, an eight wouldn't be able to race or four at NCAAs. Like, i think they don't get as much credit as they deserve sometimes like but they are as much of a part of the team as a rower you know and especially like they are the voice that you hear throughout your entire race throughout every practice um even through like erg pieces too so like i think they definitely play a vital part in training um and a lot of times it like comes mentally too you know like i have so many sayings in my head from coxswain's from my freshman year to my super senior year, like of things they've either said during a race or during practice or like during an erg piece or just even to me off the water that will stick with me forever. And, um, you know, I think once they like learn how to be really confident in themselves and like confident in what they say that like you see this switch happen and they all of a sudden are like, empowering you on a whole new level um like I think I mean there's so many at Texas that that we've got like had that have been so great and so influential and such a big part of the team too um from like Ashley Jacobs, Kay Murphy, Shannon Berry, uh Lindsay DeVore, Ray Rain like there are so many of them that play a really big role on the team
0: And not just in the seat, but I mean, Rachel's doing this crazy stuff with her old, you know, pictures. I mean, this is tough. Like, I mean, we're talking about like next level filmer, like you know, Steven. She's got some
2: skills. She's got
1: some skills. I give her that for sure. Yeah, Um, which is cool too. Like, it's. I mean, I think, like the team obviously loves that stuff too. So it's cool.
0: Yeah, I mean, you, you know, I mean, every time I'm on the launch, it's like film, film, film. You never go wrong, yeah.
1: And and rowers love to watch films, so if you can video, hey, you just made like eight, 16, however many people best friends,
0: yeah. I know it does, it does help. And uh, I think also, too, I sometimes bring snacks too because sometimes you can get out there and it's you get hungry, so
1: oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? I was always, I always had snacks.
0: (laughs) What was your go to?
1: Um, I really like the chews, so like stinger chews the cherry flavored. Those are always my go-to. I always had two water bottles. One was water and the other was you can, I don't know if mm. you ever heard it, but it's mm-hmm. like a carb powder. Mm-hmm. Um, like three scoops of that for mm-hmm. <laughs> for one twenty K practice.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, um, you know, in terms of, you know, not just, I mean, we talk about coach Dave, Dave's role on the team and how he really impacts the squad, but the assistant coaches as well. Um, how influential were, were their time on the team with you?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think each, like each assistant coach, like plays a little bit of a different role because they're all very like different people, you know? Um, and they're all very different from Dave. Uh, so, I mean, Mars super cool. Cause she has rode for, like she rode for Dave at Cal and then national team. And then now coach is under Dave. So, she has so much to bring to the table when it's, like, understanding Dave. Like, if he were to say something to you and you're like, well, I don't I don't know what that meant or whatever. Like, Mara's would be my first go-to to be like, Mara, Dave said this. I'm confused. Because um, she just understands him so well. And then, like, my time at Texas, I had Mary Lennington. And she just, like, all-around great person, like, if you had a problem or you just needed to vent or you just need someone to, like, tell you it's going to be okay, like, Mary was that person for me and for the team, too, like, you could just go to her and be like, ah, and she'd be like, it's okay, like, everything's going to be fine, and Nick is kind of the same way, too. Um, uh, Nick was always just, like, the really cool, calm, collected guy on the team, but I don't know, they're all very – very important and and like i'm grateful to have like been coached by all of them too and like even our like from grad assistant coaches that we've had our volunteer coaches like the people that have like come through texas and worked with texas are just good people like john graves jevy has come through we had cicely madden like training with us and Kendall brewer just just like really cool good people that you just want to learn from and just talk to and pick their brains
0: I mean, you know, Kate Nifton's a big, a big name at Texas, yeah. uh, and her dad ha- runs the Texas Rowing Center, right? Yeah. So it was, and I, I was, he was a big part of the of the of the squad as well, right?
1: Yeah, Matt, Matt is like our our the he's just like the he's a teammate for sure. Uh, so their dock is right next to our dock too, right on the other side of the bridge on MoPac. And every morning, if Matt wasn't in his single, like trying to keep up with us in an eight. Or doing laps with us in small boats, like you would hear him from the dock, like, this is our year every day. Like every day. And like it also just kind of became a part of what the team said, too. You know, like we'd say it during pieces, or we'd say it when we we're passing the TRC dock. Um, Matt is definitely like an a really great teammate, and then also just amazing hype man and, and big, big supporter of the team. Um, so it was always really cool to, like, be on the water with him, too. And, like, know that, like, yeah, like, people are noticing Texas. And, and like, he even before Kate was on the team, too, like, always a big fan, big supporter. Um, so it's cool. Yeah, Matt is great.
0: Anyway, we can talk about how this whole national championship streak started and, like, what led up to it. Because that's a huge part of, of how Texas really got the the name. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah. I mean, I think it all really started when Dave obviously came to the program and really starting to instill this new mindset and goal and and level of rowing and competition within the team itself that was there. And uh, just kind of show them that there's like so much possible, you know? Like there's so much possible and like this team is going to be good. And and like something that I know he said from the beginning is like Texas is going to be a rowing school. Like we are going to make Texas a rowing school. Like everybody thinks of Texas and they think football. And it's like, no, 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 we're going to change that. And Texas is going to be a rowing school, which is cool to see now that like that is some like that's something like you can see in comments or on Instagram or social media or something that said like people know Texas for their rowing now too. Um but I think like instilling that in the team when he came really kind of shifted everybody who was a part of the team then and like kind of what we touched upon like when I came in as a freshman like Gio was one of those people that was on the team when Carrie Graves was a coach. And then when Dave came in as a coach, so she like saw that shift happen and like dove headfirst into it in a way, you know, like being like, yeah, let's go, like, let's do this. And so when I came in as a freshman, like Texas was unranked, they hadn't finished on the podium ever at NCAAs. And they had just won big 12s for like, I think the first time or the second time before my freshman year. Um, So like it was cool to be a part of this change in this like new era of Texas. Mm -hmm. But my freshman year, you know, Gia being one of the seniors, Pippa Lover being another senior, and them just having this drive like there was like you either get on the train or you don't get on at all, you know. Like, and if you're getting on, we're going to the top, and there's no there's no stopping until we get there. Um, so that was just like what started, I think, my mindset and like my I don't know how to explain it, but like my yeah. feeling yeah. for Texas.
2: I got you. For being
1: part of the team. Yeah. Um. So my freshman year was the first year actually that texas ever stood on the podium we stood on the podium in fourth place and i remember like after it all happened or just like even watching that whole race and being like whoa like hope like we just podium and then dave standing there being like that's the first time texas has ever been on the podium and this just like in that moment, there was also a shift to like, no, no, no. Like, okay. Like Texas is on, on the podium. Like, Whoa, like, all right. And, you know, I think, you know, some people might say like, Oh, it was a fluke year or like, ah, you know, like I think in the beginning years of like my career at Texas, I think people didn't really give us a second look yet. You know, like we were still seen as like, ah, yeah, yeah, they're here to play, but, We'll see if they're here to stay, type deal. Yeah, gotcha. so, so I think so. Then sophomore year comes in, and uh, that was the first time Texas had ever put a boat on the podium. We had our first date coming third, and we finished third as a team. So then it was a little bit more like more attention to Texas. It was like, oh, okay, like maybe you know, like we'll see. Um, and my junior year is probably like one of my favorite just like years of racing and fun and whatnot. Um, what was,
0: so what What year was that? Was that 2019,
1: 2020? Uh, yeah, NCAA is 2019. Okay. Was my junior
0: year. Okay. Okay, got it.
1: Um, I was in the second A, and we had gone undefeated all season. And just even like the whole – the difference in the team from my sophomore year to my junior year, it was it was just like – I think everybody kept – gaining more confidence in our capabilities and like our potential and just being like, yeah, like, like let's go. Like let's do this. Like why not us? You know, why not just go all in, throw all of our cards in and just see what we're capable of? Like let's do it. You know? Um I think the cool thing is is like we have this mentality of like treat every day like it's NCAA's and then come NCAAs treat it like every other day. And I think that year for me is where I really started to feel that. And it was in that team too, like racing was really fun and practice was really fun. And like the competition and all of it. And when we showed up to NCAAs um, that year, I can't remember where we were ranked. Not that it really matters, but I remember, like, thinking, like, we have something to prove this. Like, this is the year that we prove that, no, 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 we're not just an underdog. Like, we're here. Like, Texas is here. Like, and we're not stopping until we reach the top type deal. Um, And it was, I think, the semifinal, yeah, semifinal that year, we had a, I think it was a tailwind. Yeah we had a tailwind and that second eight I remember like we didn't love tailwinds for some reason just I don't know preferred to headwind but we were going into the semifinal race and we had a stacked heat like stacked heat it was us Cal I
0: think Ohio
1: and I want to say like Stanford
0: was in there yeah Stanford had to have been there
1: but I can't remember and um I remember walking to the dock and just like feeling like I was about to go to war. And it's cool cuz that there's a picture of us of that second eight literally walking to the dock um for that race and it looks like we're like going to fight um it's pretty cool.
2: It. Do you it's, have it?
1: Uh I, I I do. It's also on the wall in the locker room.
2: But Okay. It's all, It should be
1: on Texas, It's on the Texas Instagram, but I'll. I'll, sh-
0: I'll oh, it send it. Yeah, let me see it. Uh,
1: there's that picture, and I was like, "Wow, they really captured the moment." <laughs> um, but we're in that race, and we're coming down, and it's like probably 500 meters left of the race, and we're in fourth. In order to go to the A final, you have to come to top three.
2: Yeah.
1: And we're sitting probably like four seats down on Cal, and I just remember. Cox and Lindsey DeVore being like you have to go now and like all of us yell out this huge scream like yeah and we just started taking seat after seat after seat finished in third place like just in front of Cal I think or a few seats in front of Cal and finished that race and being like holy shit like one that was a little close but like two like we're going to the freaking a final and um like getting off the water and everybody was just like oh my god like that was too close but but uh dave sent us a text a few of us a text afterwards and he was like he was like way to go which is something like dave says but it was like way to go like first time cal is going to the b final and i don't know how many years but like it was a lot
0: that's crazy
1: and so we were like holy shit like okay like let's do this thing like let's do the damn thing. And next day was our final race and uh another just like really cool memorable race like shoot shot right out and it was us in Washington ahead of everybody the whole race. And to be lined up to Washington so far ahead of everybody else not like crazy far ahead but you know like ahead of the pack and being like it's just like this little shift too like where you're like no like we are really 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 good and like there's nothing stopping us now and we Washington crossed the line we crossed the line right behind them like a second and a half behind them and that was the first time that the second eight had came like finished on the podium and so of course like Stoked, like so excited, and all that. Um, and then I think later on the feeling kind of came of like, we will never lose to Washington again. <laughs> like I'm never gonna be a second and a half behind winning again. Um, and I think that really carried us into like my suit my senior year, uh, 2020. Um, and everybody too, like showing that like Texas is, Texas is a powerhouse team and and they have all boats on the podium in second place and not far off of first like our first day only lost by 0. 0.6 second eight by point or 1.5 or something like that and same with the the four two so I think for us like it gave us a ton of motivation going into what was supposed to be like my senior year um to like finish the damn thing <laughs>
0: Well, then your so you know your your senior year or yes your fifth year you know walk yeah, me through really. you know why you decided to actually take that fifth year in the first place.
1: Yeah, well, my senior year um, was the year that COVID happened, as you know. But uh, I remember like where I was exactly when the NCAA is like let out the notification, being like all spring spring championships are canceled. And I was just, like, gut-wrenched. I was, like, I think I called Dave, too, being, like, is this real? Like, is this a sick joke the world is playing on us right now? Because it this goes. is not funny <laughs> and I'm not laughing. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it was, like, I really, for however long it was until the NCAA said that we could have a fifth year, I was just, like, so distraught and upset that what felt like so much momentum had just been killed. Like it was like fourth, third, second, like, and of course, like the people that I came in with, like my class, like that's all we wanted to do. Like, that's what we said every day. That's how we practiced, how we trained. Um, and there's a lot that goes into all that too. You know, like it's a whole mind sh- mindset lifestyle that you really put yourself in to want something that much and so uh, I had this like feeling I don't know I was like if they are gonna let us come back there's like no question that I'm not not gonna take it like there's something to be finished and whether I like we all come back or only few of us come back like we're going to do it for not just them, but everybody who came before us, who are like, I just felt this responsibility to do it for, you know, because like, I know if Gia was given an extra year, she would take it, no question. Like if Pippa was giving an extra year, Emer- Emily Freilich, like the list goes on and on. Like I know if any one of them were ever given an extra year, they would take it. And I was like, I'm given this opportunity in a way to redo my senior year why, why wouldn't I take it? And I think Undeal. I love rowing for Texas. Like I loved rowing for Texas. I, I loved practicing. Like practicing was the most fun ever. Um, I don't know. I was just why? why wouldn't you want another, why, why wouldn't you want another year of that? So,
0: you know, I mean, I mean, I guess, some, I guess why not take it is just, I guess the financial aspect of living in college and whatnot. Yeah. That's, I mean, for the men's side of things, it's, you know, that's a difficulty for some people. But oh, yeah, uh, sure. I mean, again, it's uh you had the opportunity to take it. I mean, I would take it, too. Uh, yeah. No questions asked. So, all right. So you, you have your, your your fifth year, your super senior year, whatever you want to call it. And you're there and NCAAs comes around, you know, any like pre-team uh, conversations or meetings before you head out there on the water at Benderson?
1: Oh, at Benderson. Oh, uh, yeah, for sure. Like, we had team meetings all weekend long. Um, uh, yeah. Boat meetings, team meetings, the whole nine yards. But I think, you know, for us, like, before every race, like, it was just kind of like we'd get together and, like, remind ourselves of what we're capable of. Like, yeah, we have nerves, but nerves aren't a bad thing. Like, nerves mean you care. Like, let's use them to our advantage. And just, like, constantly trying to be present in the moment. I think for me, like, knowing that it was, like, my last race, like, just trying to own the moment and enjoy the moment and, like, do the best that I can right now. And, the like, all the team meetings that we have were kind of, like, the same. You know, like, Dave always gives us a good talk and a good, like, pump up for the ego and for all of that. Makes you feel all good but yeah I think like that weekend all like all weekend long it was kind of just like everybody was like high-fiving patting each other on the back like let's go let's do this thing like you know like why not us and respect. it's something that we would like say too is like it's all about Texas like just keep it all about us meaning like just, like, put the blinders on and, like, don't worry about what everyone else is doing. Just worry about what we're doing and control mm-hmm. what we can control. And and that's that.
0: Yeah. I want to let you know, I mean, I, I don't remember who it was, but I was talking to somebody. And they were walking at NCAAs. And I, I cannot remember who it was. Some team. And when they saw you and your team, they were scared. <laughs> no, I, I'm not on the They actually told me they were scared so Uh, something about the 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 attitude the energy i mean when you're when you have your game face on i mean you know that's different but yeah when you're like not like not even competing just like the entire environment of the team like everyone's just different like it's a different type of vibe and i'm just like it always amazes me how like that team culture kind of start and like everyone's like that you know what i mean but
1: Everyone gets super super dialed in in their own ways, too, which is cool. Like, everybody's got their own little, like, pre-race hype up for themselves. But yeah. uh, I think, like, for sure, everybody carries a good amount of intensity with them.
0: Oh, for sure. I mean, Texas is all about intensity. I mean, you know, it's the truth. So I, I, I like the fact that, you know, Coach Dave keeps it like that, and he's going to continue to do that. And I talked to, you know, co- I, I call her Coach Allen because I have a lot of, you know, respect for the, I don't have to call the first yeah. whatever it is. But she said to me when I met her, she said, you know, our team is just different. Like, if you mm-hmm. want to be a part of our team, you got to be a different kind of breed. And <laughs> I don't know if she exactly told me that. Maybe I'm just, like, taking that, like, paraphrasing what she said or something. But it was so the entire team means it. So anyone else is on here on the podcast listening who wants to be a Texas athlete, wants to be a Texas teammate, like, uh, you know, Alexa and all of her homies say, you know, make sure you show up and bring it every day. And that goes for any other team, any other sport. I mean, anything, whatever you do in life, always bring it, bring a hundred percent. And, you know, bring that extra 10% to 110% if you can, but, you know, always giving it your all. And uh, I think the support of a rower on a team with it with, with the whole crew you have teammates that want it for you they want to all succeed together and you have that environment you have that culture set stone on uh, everyone wants one another to just be the best version of themselves and just to see other people shine and thrive and you're gonna be an even better individual with that support so you know
2: yeah.
0: rowing is a very individual sport but it's a primarily you know collaborative cl- no, collaborate yeah collaborative sport like it's, it's Everyone has to work together to, to, to achieve the big goal. Unless you're in you know, a schooling boat and you can do it yourself and being a single, whatever. But when you're in an eight, there is no independency. You know, that is a team. You know what yeah, I
2: mean? So sure.
0: that's just the beauty of it. So I guess going into more of the, the student side of Texas, um, you're a kinesiology major. Um, and then right now you're huge, big in CrossFit.
2: Like yes, That's, that's your know. thing. So so, I needed a little
1: something after rowing. Uh you know, I grew up in CrossFit too, so it's not like it's completely new to me, but I've I've never trained in CrossFit like I do now. But yeah, that's kind of my main focus is like shifting gears a little bit from being a rower to a CrossFitter, which is fun, but it definitely has its challenges in itself too. I am not a gymnast by any means, but we are working on it. Um But yeah, it's been cool. It's been fun. When I, after I graduated, I moved down to St. Thomas, which is in the Virgin Islands. And I um, coach crossed it down there for quite a while. And then recently moved back home in August to kind of, like, I just, I think I needed a little bit of a gear shift too. Like I love coaching and I love all of that, but I felt like there was something missing. and, And I think the part that was missing was like, filling my cup as an athlete, I think I, or I know that I, I like have more to do or like more left in me. And I didn't really want to just like let that go. You, yeah, know? you don't want to
0: drop it. I mean, you got so much, so much more in, in, in the oven that you can bring.
1: Yeah. So um, um, moving back home has been really cool and fun. Uh, It's cool now. Cause I, the, a lot of people that I'm training with are people that I looked up to when I was younger
2: that's in awesome.
1: CrossFit. so um like ali leard and max isaac are two people that when i was a teen like 14 in off ice training in a crossfit gym were people that i saw training and was like damn like those are some strong ass people like i want to be like them one day so it's yeah. cool like to now have them be people that like mentor me or train with me or push me um and just like ultimately like same thing like i feel like i'm a freshman again in a totally new sport so just trying to learn from them and you know like stay positive and knowing that like right now it's tough because it's still new but that like when i was a freshman in college too like it's tough too because you're new and you're you're trying to figure it all out and figure out how everything works um so you know just like being patient
2: with myself is
0: yeah perfect would you say being a student athlete at Texas benefited you more than an average student or were there a lot more issues
1: in like which ways?
0: So like, for instance, like, you know, Joe Moe and then Alexa McAuliffe, you know, Texas D1 athlete, just typical student, Um, you know, benefits of being a student athlete. And then obviously issues are like having problems, like, you know, transitioning, being, managing all this, it's a a job, like,
2: yeah,
0: it's a a, a, a legit job, so, you know, how do you manage this, and how does Texas do a really good job of getting you dialed in?
1: Yeah, I mean, thankfully, we have, like, a lot of really great support staff to help us, you know, like, we have academic advisors, we have tutors, we have all of the things that we really need, um, plus more, uh, which is, pretty insane now that like now being out of college and like looking back I was like wow like we were given so much that like not the average student is really given or just like even the average person you know um so I'm super grateful and thankful for the uh, like opportunities and and like the resources that Texas gives you as a student-athlete And I mean, I think there's like pros and cons both way, but there's definitely a ton of pros to being a student athlete and like receiving the help they do. But like, it does get tough at times, you know, like it does feel like you're working a job, like your time management is a big thing, you know, like you gotta do homework, you gotta train, you gotta do homework, you gotta train, you gotta go to class, Um, all the things. So that a normal student might not have to do it. Like you might not have to train twice a day
0: for six four to six hours. Um, yeah, it's
1: a lot. To go, to bed, go to bed super early, you know. Um,
0: what was a, day, a typical day in life of you, of, of, of you in Texas?
1: Um, practice is 6.30 a.m., so wake up around, like, I don't remember exactly, around, like, 5.30, maybe? Mm-hmm. 5.40? Uh, head to the boathouse. We would practice and then get out about nine o'clock right before nine and normally like i tried my best to not plan a class right after practice because you're either like running straight to class from the boathouse like oh that's brutal yeah. yeah like all sweaty and gross or you're like i would give myself an try to give myself like an hour or two so i can go home yeah. shower eat um and then get to class and normally the class was from like say it started at 11 like or 10:30 uh till about right before our second practice so like maybe around 2 I'm like I probably have like an hour or two break in between that two for lunch uh and then we would have practice from 3 to 6 in the afternoon so on and some days would be a little different if we had lift, but for the most part, that was our day. And then you go to the dining hall and get dinner, and then you go home, and that was try to be in bed by nine nine thirty asleep.
0: Yeah, and then we're to up- <laughs> repeat. And then you know, uh, in terms of like team stuff like that. So did you all? I know some teams they they get up and they. Do you guys have like a team van to take you to the boathouse every day, or did you all just kind of find your own transportation?
1: No, we all – like, we have some carpools and whatnot. Like, people pick up the freshmen because not, like, all the freshmen have cars. But for the most part, like, we get ourselves to practice. I don't and know. It's, I mean, it's not that far off campus. It's about, like, I think if you're at the stadium and you go straight from the stadium, it's probably, like, 10, 12 minutes, maybe a little more if there's traffic. But in the mornings, it's not bad at all. There's really nobody out, so.
0: Did you ever walk? No. No? No? Huh? No. <laughs> Oh, never watched. Never okay that's really I'm just trying hard. to figure it out. Just yeah. Trying to figure out how like how like you guys all kind to of manage it and all and all that stuff like that. So but anyways, um yeah, I think when I talked to Z, Romero, she told me all the great stuff about you know how all the gear and the blessings of Texas and I just saw something online yeah. about is it like a new locker room or like what did they just get?
1: Yeah, they just got a brand new erg room. Which oh, does okay. have a room in it. So, it's pretty cool. I actually, we were down there for our uh, national championship rings. Is that what we're, we're, I was there twice this year for my national championship ring and then our T-ring, which is, like, your fourth-year letter win, winner. And uh, so, I was down there for that, and we got to see the new ergram, which was, like, insane, like, crazy cool. Because um, before we just practiced in – uh, one of the kinesiology rooms that they had like kind of donated to us um which like don't get me wrong that was also super nice too but this place that they got now is crazy like they got a whole lounge uh their own fuel station all the coaches offices are there um a locker room which is a first texas throwing never had a locker room so That's it's cool to see that like The university is also starting to pay attention to the team, too, and, and, uh, like, care for them a little bit more, you know, like, give them a place that, not to say they deserve, but, like, give them a place to just, like, go to, uh, that's theirs, so.
0: You have to call home. You know, Boathouse is great, but, I mean, having that 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 place where everyone can go and and- our row
1: house is off campus too so it was not like a place we could go and hang out at you know and yeah. like you could hang out there was like plenty of times i've hung out at the erg room or like they're outside of the erg room there's these like benches that we would all just like crash on or uh a few times i'd well the erg room prior to the new one was in the kinesiology like department or the building so mm-hmm. That's where all my classes were, and so yeah, in between classes, like if I didn't have if I like had a short amount of time, I'd go into the erg room and like stack up all the yoga mats,
0: <laughs>
1: and <laughs> use a foam roller as a pillow and just like hang out in there. Yeah, um, which is funny when like someone walks in and they're like, "What are you doing?"
0: <laughs> like I just finished a huge practice. I'm exhausted. Uh, yeah. yeah, I got you. All right. Well, I mean, I don't have any other questions. Um, I mean, unless you want to talk about why you want to live in the Virgin islands. I mean, that's a whole different ball game.
1: Yeah. That's a whole nother podcast right there.
0: I mean, any short, short little, uh, statement as to why.
1: Um, I just wanted to like do something cool and something new. And, uh, I had a few mutual friends and I like knew of the person who owned the gym in St. Thomas and kind of just reached out and told her like a little bit about who I was. And, uh, I think the hard thing is like once you graduate that nobody really prepares you for is like the feelings and everything that comes after, you know, uh, rowing and everything is great. And then it ends and you're like, Whoa, like I don't have to, I don't get to hang out with my friends every day at six thirty wow. AM. And like all of a sudden you're, you're, you're like life goes from being super structured to super not structured.
2: Um,
1: so there's like a, period where I was starting to struggle with that and like the feelings of watching everybody go back to practice and not having to go back and I was like whoa like and I at the time I was like still living in Austin my I never had any intentions of leaving until I kind of realized like I think I need to leave to be able to like close this chapter of my life otherwise I was having a really hard time with like just seeing everybody go back. And I think when you're in it too, like you don't realize how, like I love Austin and I love living there. But when you're in school and when you're on the team, like you don't realize how tied that is to Austin, you know, because that is such a big part of Austin for you. And so when that wasn't a part of me being there, I was like having this weird crisis of like, not knowing what to do. So it's kind of like what started my venture to the Virgin Islands. But I just needed a like a new new start a little bit and, and like something to do. Well,
0: I have mad respect for that. I don't know if I could do that. But uh, I think I think it's cool what you're doing. Um and yeah, I mean I think that what everything about who you st- what you stand for, you know, your your whole part of and, and, and you know place on the team. It's great, uh, and I think it speaks volumes to who you are, like and and kind of what goals you had in mind, what goals you still have in mind. Any thoughts of going back and coaching later down the road?
1: Yeah, that's like actually a big thought I've had too. You know, and and after I did graduate, I was I was like looking and searching and like kind of starting the application process to some colleges. But like I think stepping away for a little bit isn't a bad thing. I think it allows me to kind of be like, all right, like that chapter of like being a rower is kinda of done and now I can move on to like the next of coaching. because uh, I did coach a ton during the summer at TRC at uh Matt Nifton's. So like I love I, I love coaching. Like it's something I'm it was uh, my specialization in college too. So it's it's not something that I like shy away from. Uh and it's definitely something I'm thinking about and like looking into, but Right yet, I think I I have some other things to finish first, and then uh, and then we'll get our toes
0: wet maybe. <laughs> All right, well uh, cool. Well, I mean, I hope to see you, uh, you know, on the launch doing your thing. I yeah. mean, that would be dope if I if you were a coach somewhere. And uh yeah, Lex will be on in the future, hundred percent. Uh, and maybe we can do it in person down the road. We'll see. Sure. That'd be fun. Uh, or maybe we can get like a little Texas alumni seminar that'd be cool uh but yeah I'm looking forward to all the great things that you do and and and, and all your new adventures um and everyone was Alexa McAuliffe she was a Texas alum uh and she graduated took a fifth year and she's doing amazing things uh she was a part of the crew that was adventuring towards getting a national championship and they did um and I'm very blessed to talk to you today Alexa thank you And uh, I hope you get a good time on the four stars podcast
1: for sure. Thank you so much.